Nothing But The Words, episode number three, your one perfect reader and why you need to know her well. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. So while I really, really, really love the craft of writing for its own sake, I enjoy just putting pen to paper, my hands on the keys. The reality is your book will never live up to its fullest potential until it connects with your readers. Once it does, it will take on a life of its own. So we write our books because we want something from them, right? We want to feel accomplished. We want a book that will help us to grow our platform or connect with a new audience or bring in money from book sales or help us get speaking engagements, whatever the case may be. But we also want that book to really serve the readers who buy it and invest the time to read it. So if you want your book to connect with people, it's really helpful to know upfront who's going to buy your book, who wants to read it. So in today's episode, we're talking all about your one perfect reader, why you need to know her well, and how you can get to know her. And luckily, that's a pretty easy thing to do. And you probably have already done quite a bit of it, especially if you have a business, a product or a service, right? Imagine you're working on a book about personal finance. Are you writing that book for college students or are you writing it for retirees? Are you writing it for people who don't even know what a 401k is? Or are you writing it for really savvy investors who are looking for new ways to take their personal investing to, to the next level? Are you writing it for single moms or are you writing it for married couples, dual income, no kids, right? These are all different books. One of my clients, Patrice Washington, is the author of the Real Money Answer series. She wrote three books on personal finance. The first one was for college students. The next one was directed to women. And the last one was written with men in mind. So she wrote three different books all about personal finance. From the first book to the last, her philosophy on personal finance, which she considers to be the basics of sound personal finance, did not change. They were the same. Those things were the same from the first book, the second book, and the third book. However, what she put in the book, the content that she included, some of the vocabulary and language that she used did change from book to book to book. So yes, they all cover the basics of personal finance, but they also each cover something slightly different or from a slightly different angle based on who her target market was for that book. She also applied that she applied what she knew about each audience when she was designing the book or having the book designed and when she was marketing the book. So knowing who your one perfect reader is, knowing that person well will help you through every phase of the self-publishing process, the writing phase, the, the design phase, what we consider the self-publishing phase, and the marketing phase. A lot of authors freak out when we talk about this because they don't want to nail down a target market. They are afraid if they start talking to one person, that that's going to limit their reach. It's going to rule out everybody else, but nothing could be further from the truth. The truth is that when you write for everyone, you end up writing a boring book. 
It's bland. You can only write the kind of generic content that will apply to everyone, will offend no one, will cause no one to have a negative response to it, and is customized to no one. So it doesn't make for a great read. No one reading it feels like, hey, she's talking to me or he's talking to me. This author knows what's going on in my head because you're you're all over the place with it. Or at the other end of the spectrum, you end up trying to shove in every single thing and address every, address every single angle and every single possibility and try to be all things to all people. And that doesn't work either. So when you're thinking about your one perfect reader, understand that even though you're talking to this one person, you'll have this one person in mind, you will have designed a profile of this person. Other people will still want to hear what you have to say. Think about some of the TV shows you watch. I watch TV shows that clearly do not have me in mind as a target audience. And so I'm going to go ahead and reveal this one secret that some people would find embarrassing, but which I do not. I am a fan of Riverdale. Riverdale is clearly written for teenagers. It is not produced with me, a 40 plus year old woman who has grown children and a sweet, perfect angel of a new grandbaby to watch. My 14, sorry, 13-year-old niece, Ava, watches it just as religiously as I do. It's targeted to her, but I still watch it and I still like it and I still enjoy it and I still stay caught up so she and I can talk about it. I'm not the target audience. She is. And probably the vast majority of Riverdale's audience is more like her than that audience is like me, but that's okay. I know other adults, including my sister, who also watch it. We're outside of the target audience, but for some reason, the show has also connected with us. So don't worry about the idea that you're ruling out other people. I can bring it back to books. We all buy and read books that aren't directly targeted to us. I can almost promise you that I am not Todd Herman's or Ramit Sethi's or Dave Ramsey's target market. If you were to look at their book proposals or their publisher's uh, marketing plan, they didn't have me in mind. Now, I may have fallen into a secondary target market for them, but I was not their primary target market. But I still buy and read and enjoy and love and recommend their books. They're smart. They write in an entertaining fashion. I learn things from them. So I still buy their books, even though I know they did not write those books for me. They're happy that I spent $20 on them, but they did not write their books for me. So how do you design your one perfect reader profile? It's important, so I hope you will do it. So often it's easiest to start with the demographics, even though in many cases, the demographics won't be the most important part of your reader profile. It's perfectly fine to start there. And the demographics include things like age, race, um, sexual orientation, income, location, profession, relationship status, things of that nature. These are, you know, things you might fill out on the census form would fall under the demographic category. Sometimes they make a big difference, like when you're writing a personal finance book for women versus men, but sometimes they don't. There are other personal finance books that are clearly written without a gender in mind. Depends on the topic of the book and how you're choosing to angle your book. But I do still like to include those demographics in my One Perfect Reader profile, even if they aren't the most important thing, because it just helps me to create a person that I'm speaking to, right? It It creates a profile of a person that when I sit down to write, I'm no longer writing to the void. I'm no longer writing to the unidentifiable masses. I'm writing to one particular person. So I'm currently working on a book right now, it's a writing book. And every time I sit down and write, I have a client in mind and she is um, 
really an ideal client. She's a current client. She's been a client for years. And when I'm writing this book, I'm talking to her. So I know exactly what I want to say and how I would say it to her. Some of the characteristics of your one perfect reader, some of those demographic characteristics will matter for you. But what will definitely matter are the things that fall under psychographics. So these are kind of the things that are going on in your one perfect reader's mind. What problem does your one perfect reader most want to solve? What kind of story inspires her or motivates her? What does he most want from a book like yours? What's his most important goal? What keeps her up at night? So the, what are their personal values? What things do they, what are their priorities in their life? When I coach authors, we always create a perfect reader profile. Now, often authors who come to me already have a business or they have a speaking platform. They know who their perfect reader is. So that does make it a lot easier. But even if you've never created a profile of the person you want to read your book, you've never had a reason to create a profile of a client or a customer, this is not hard. This is a profile of the person who is waiting for your book, whether he or she knows it or not. So don't worry. Most of your readers won't fit the profile exactly. They don't have to. This just gives you someone to write to so you can get as detailed as you want with this profile. I like to create a robust profile, just bullet points. It doesn't take long. And then I'll have a picture and a name to go with that profile. So when I sit down to write, I know who I'm talking to. It's really easy when it's someone you already know. In addition to your perfect readers' problems, goals, and desires, compile a list of the demographics and put that all together. And that's what makes up your perfect reader profile. When you get to the to the self-publishing phase of your writing and publishing process, what you'll find is that this is all very helpful. It will help you decide what would appeal to them in a title, what would appeal, what font will appeal to them or turn them off completely, what cover design and colors you might want to include. And of course, when you get to the marketing phase of your book, this information will be incredibly helpful to you. It will help you decide where you can find the people who want to read your book. So we used to say, what social media platform are they on? But honestly, we know that there are a couple that almost everyone is on. So you don't have to stress too much over that. Although if you're writing for much younger people, you're probably going to start considering some different options. Like people who are 20 and younger, you might consider some different options in social media as well. But what social media groups this person belongs to? Well, if you know what their deepest desire is, then you know you can look for social media groups that support people who are trying to achieve that goal. If you know what their biggest problem is that they're trying to solve, you can look for groups that try to solve that problem. You can identify podcasts, magazines, radio programs, all kinds of media that actually target that audience, which will make it a lot easier for you to find places to pitch yourself as an author and to pitch your book, conferences as well. So if you have customers or clients already, then creating your perfect reader profile could be really easy for you. It might be your existing customer, right? It might be your dream customer who you've already worked with. This person is so perfect. You wish you had about 100 more of this person. That could be your one perfect reader. Or it could be that client you haven't quite been able to land yet. And you can see how this book would prove to that person that you are the expert they need to work with. It could be people who aren't ready or a person who isn't yet ready for your products or services. And in that case, your book can help them to get ready to buy from you. So it also could be people who fit a whole new market that you haven't reached in your business yet and that you now want to reach. It could be people who are better suited for a new line of business that you want to launch. Now, if you don't have buyers yet, 
or if you don't have a business, don't worry about it. There are plenty of other ways to nail down your perfect reader. So often it helps if you just look at yourself. If you just look at who you were two or five or seven or 10 years ago, you will often find for your how-to book or your memoir particularly, that your perfect reader is just a few steps behind you or maybe even a lot of steps behind you on this journey that your book will take them on. So they are trying to learn something that you learned years ago, that you've mastered and that that you've put out into the world for them to learn from your story, your journey, your process, whatever it is that you're putting in your book that person has a problem that your book can solve. If by chance you're writing a novel, this may just be the type of person who's obsessed with the kind of story that you want to tell. And if you can understand the underlying reasons that that story appeals to him or her, that's awesome. That's you're right on target with your one perfect reader profile with that. So if you understand how important, once you understand how important creating that one perfect reader profile is, it becomes a lot easier to actually do it because you see how it's going to serve you in the writing, in the publishing, and in the marketing of your book. Now, if you've already written the book, that's fine. Don't panic. You can go back and look at it and say, okay, these are the things, this is the person who's most going to benefit from what I've already written. And you can still apply that in the design phase. You could apply it in the redesign and you could apply it in the marketing phase of your book. It's a step that a lot of people skip. It's a step that a lot of people don't even know about. I've even had people argue that you should just write the best book you want to write and don't worry about who you're writing it for. And I would say that that is hogwash because even if you're writing, let's say you're writing wonderful, beautiful fiction, um, if you're writing it for a 14-year-old or if you're writing it for a 40-year-old, those are probably going to be two different books. Now, when I was 14, I read books that were written for 40-year-olds. And now that I'm over 40, I, I still read books that were written for 14-year-olds and younger. I'm a huge fan of the Harry Potter series. I'm a huge fan of Hunger Games. I am not the target audience for either of those series. But those authors had target audiences that they wrote to when they wrote those books. I promise you they did because you can tell from their use of language, their choice of characters and characterization, who they were talking to when they wrote that book. Your action step for today is to take some time to figure out who your one perfect reader is. Write out a description of this reader and start with what he or she hopes to get from your book. It could be the solution to a problem. It could be uh, the steps to help them to achieve a goal. It could be entertainment even or enlightenment of some sort. Start with what that person will hope to get from your book and then create a profile of who that is. And if you really want to make the profile super useful and make it really come to life and pop off the page for you, choose a picture of a person who, it doesn't have to be a person in real life. You can pull it from a magazine if you want to off the internet. A person though, who represents that one perfect reader for you, give that person a name. And when you sit down to write, know that that's who you're talking to. And that person really wants to hear from you. They really want to read exactly what you've written. Thank you for joining me again on Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. And if you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you would go over to iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to Nothing But The Words. And if you've got a moment, leave us an awesome review. I'll see you next time.